0: Thanks so much for joining the Women and Faith podcast. I'm Stephanie Schwartz, the host of Women in Faith, and we're here to help women trust and obey God by knowing and applying His Word. I have back with me today my very good friend, Valerie Kading, and we're continuing our discussion on the exciting topic of Dating. Um, I wanted to ask you Valerie before we begin uh, how did you become a Christian was there ever a time that you weren't right with God and then did you get your life right with God later and how did you become a Christian
1: mm, thank you for asking that um, I was raised in a Christian home went to Sunday school memorized all the verses went to church camp you know I'm um, loving the Lord if uh, Turn my life over the Lord, quote unquote, turning mm-hmm. my life over the Lord, uh, meaning I uh, repented and put my faith and trust in Christ, um, lived that through high school. And I went to college and the wheels pretty much came off the bus. <laughs> so um, I uh, by the time I was in my mid to late 20s, I was looking at my life and uh, talked to my father. My dad was one of my best friends and I mm-hmm. loved him. He, he loved the Lord. And I'm killing it in my business. I'm Mm -hmm. living the happy life. You know, I've got the boyfriend, blah, blah. blah. Everything's great. But I am like having panic attacks and super um, anxious in my life. So I was talking to my dad and my dad said, you know, uh, Valerie, all you talk about is your material blessings and what's going on. Where's your spiritual life? Like, Mm -hmm. where is the Lord in your life? Wow. And I know. And I was like, oh, yeah, there's that. He's like, well, are you plugged into a church? Like, are you feeding your soul? Like, Mm -hmm. where are you? Like, in God's word, like you were trained to, Yeah. I said and then I started thinking I need do I really believe that Christ died on a cross rose again and like and I need a savior like really and I thought just because it's my parents faith right I actually want to kind of investigate other faiths so mm. I did I went on um I went on kind of a uh, on a study to study other faiths and um came back to what I trust hmm. which um Christ did, you know, he did rise from the dead. There are evidence of that, 500 witnesses and the prophecies and the Dead Sea Scrolls and all these things that support why I know the Bible is true and how I should trust it. Mm -hmm. And that's when I realized, man, I am a sinner. And Mm -hmm. i like, and by that point in my mid late twenties, I got like a stack of sins. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Like I I was, right. So, um, ashamedly, I, um, that's when I bowed my head, bent Mm -hmm. my knee and said, you know what? Take my life because it looks so ugly right now. Please. I don't want this anymore. Yeah. I want to chase after you. I want to, I want to be, um, pleasing in your sight. Mm. So I would say in my late twenties and then mm. I was baptized after that. Wow. Yeah. And so then, I, exciting. then I got married after that. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm.
0: that's so cool how God drug you to that point. Yes. And would you say that after that point you noticed differences or changes in your life?
1: Yes. Um, you know, you start weeding out sin and it didn't happen right away. Right. So, I mean, um, my mouth, I used foul language. Um, I can't even imagine you like that. Oh, goodness sakes. (laughs)
0: You're so funny.
1: Um, Yeah. So I, you know, um, just a lot of sin in my life. I don't need to to share everything. Right. But um, starting to get rid of it. Like, is that pleasing in his sight? What's Mm. the Bible say about this? Yeah. Where's your self control on that? And So and it takes time. It yeah. doesn't happen overnight, right. but it does catch you. Like uh, when you're in it, mm-hmm. you start that repeat of the sin. It's right. like, oh, that's offensive to him. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. And you again, another uh, spiritual exercise. So good. Do you think your dad saw a difference in you? Oh, for sure. Oh. For Very sure. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. My family did. And yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's really cool. Well, we're going to be talking about um, four, we're going to call them non-negotiables, Yes, things that must be present Mm -hmm. uh, in the people that are our potential dates and our future husbands. Uh, And the reason why I thought it was important to hear about how you surrendered your life to Christ was because the first of our non-negotiables is that whoever we date and marry, they must be a Christian. Right. And we see that in the Scripture. Uh, 2 Corinthians six fourteen and 15 says, "...do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Uh, for what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness, or what fellowship has light with darkness? Uh, what accord has Christ with Belial?" Or what portion does a believer share with an unbeliever? Mm -hmm. So all these examples to illustrate this difference here between righteousness and unrighteousness and light and dark and a believer and a non-believer. So according to this passage, it's very important that we as Christians make our priority relationship ultimately with another Christian. Um, so let me ask you this. Have you ever heard any, uh, Christian women, young women, old women, or whatever saying, well, you know, he doesn't really have to be a Christian. He's a really nice guy. Do
1: I really need to date a Christian? Mm -hmm. I think I've heard this from my own children, (laughs) frankly. Um, but, um, yes, he needs to be, um, a Christian, um, for lots of reasons. And one, you know, again, we're talking about dating to marry. Yes. So as you think about marriage and spending the rest of your life with somebody, How are you going to spend Christmas? If the guy's not a believer, how are you going to celebrate the birth of Christ? And Mm -hmm. what happens on Easter? And, you know, like what happens every Sunday? Is he going to like, you know, is is he going to want to serve with you? Like if you're a Christian, if you're a real Christian, you've repented from your sins, right? And you're putting your faith and trust in Jesus Christ and you want to follow him and you want to learn more about him so you can be more like him. And then you got a guy who's like not interested in that you're going to be doing, that's going to be lonely. Yes. So what seems kind of exciting at the time, like, oh, he's, he's, you know, more fun than the non-believers. I mean, he's more fun than the, a a non-believer is more fun than a believer. Um, That's, first of all, I don't think that's true. Um, Right. And secondly, you need to look at being marriage minded.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: And I mean, did you want to go into, or, or or I think we should mention too, like the unequally yoked, mm, and the, right, the yeah,
0: we just read that.
1: Don't be unequally yoked. Mm-hmm. I mean, what does that mean, right? right? What's a yoke? Well, I think the example uh, was represented by the oxen that mm-hmm. were crushing mm-hmm. the crushing the grain right. as they're walking in a circle, right? And they have these yokes around their neck that mm-hmm. are keeping it, so they're partnered with another equally weighted, like this the, the um, Oxen next to him weighs the same and has the same strength as him. Mm. So they have the equally sized yoke. Am I getting this right? I'm pretty sure. Yes, yeah. Okay, so it's and so this um, piece of wood that they wore around their neck, this big, um, this big yoke that they wore, had to be of the same size because you can't have somebody weak walking next to you and you're carrying the whole burden. Right. And how uneven is the walk when you are walking with somebody who is, you know, not the same size as you? Does that make
0: sense? Yes, absolutely.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it is important if you,
0: like you said, like two oxen, two work animals that are yoked together, they're of the same size and stature, so that when they work, they work together well. Mm -hmm. They're productive. One's not dragging the other, and the other one isn't a burden to the other. So, you know, that's a great picture that you just painted for us of, you know, those two uh, oxen, those work animals who are equally yoked and how that must look before the Lord when we try to yoke ourselves up to somebody who's just not on the same page, Mm -hmm. who's different spiritually. And I I think um, it's easy to uh, forget the fact that, you know, Jesus said that if you're not a child of God, if you're not right with God through him, that your father's the devil, Mm. I mean, how crazy is that? Yeah. Yeah. He said in John um, 8, 44, for example, to the non-believers he was talking to, you know, you belong to your father, the devil. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, that's so strong, but I think that it's so important. uh, Like you said, that we date Christians. We don't want to date somebody who's got a different dad going on here. We want to be on the same page spiritually so important. It's so critical. Yeah. And, you know, it is hard though. There are people out there that they'll say, well, you know, this guy that I know, he's not a Christian, but he's so much nicer. Or, you know, these Christian guys that I meet, they're just hypocritical and, you know, they're judgmental and rude and they're not fun. And, you know, there can be all these reasons why we don't want to date a Christian, uh, you know, do you think it's that important that we date a Christian? That we make sure that they're Christians? Is this truly
1: a non-negotiable? Well, you know, you and I are going to unpack four of these non-negotiables, right? we're, yes. we're going to talk about four of them, and this yes. is number one for, yes. for a reason. Okay, because okay? this is the big weeder outer. Yeah. Okay. So, um, do you want to date a hypocritical Christian? No. Do you right. want? Do you want to date a guy who's fighting his sin,
0: mm-hmm.
1: actively fighting his sin? Yeah, right. he's still a sinner. Right. So Christians are going to be sinners. Right. That doesn't give us a license to sin. Right. We're supposed to be fighting it. Right. So I'm um, that's how I address the hypocritical right Christian. You know right. what I mean? Um, I also think that uh, if he doesn't have a real testimony, like he has to have, he has to see his sin. And that sin is going to cause his death, like mm-hmm. eternal death, right? right? So if he doesn't see the gravity of that, like some guys will say they're a Christian and they don't even see the gravity of their sin. Well, I'm a good person. What's, right. the, what's the problem? And I'm super fun. Right. And check me out. I'm good looking too. And you're like, right. okay, I right. get the fact you're good looking. Okay, right. That's that that's checks that box. Yeah. But in terms of your heart, like yeah. do you, it's to me, it was just so ugly to not see a guy who can see his own sin. Like right. where is your humility yeah. Yeah, to know that you, you, know, that yeah. you don't stand... Uh, righteous in front of a holy creator. Right. Do you think
0: um, down the road long term that there are problems in marriages
1: when people are quote unquote unequally yoked? Yeah. yeah. You know, we kind of touched on that a minute ago with, you know, how are you going to spend Christian holidays? And um, are you going to raise your kids up in faith? And, you know, I've seen um, my daughters, I don't want to throw them under the bus, but um, they've had the experience of dating Mm non-believers. And I think as it got you know, down the road and it got more serious, I think they got more serious too. Like, wait, what a wait a minute. Right. You know, what's this really going to look like when I'm married? Right. And I think it was totally, you know, kind of When scary. you're
0: trying to drag your kids on Sunday to church and he just wants to put his feet up on the coffee table yeah. and watch TV. Right. Right. Yeah. It's well, not, not as fun anymore.
1: Yeah. And even if you're, um, let's say you don't even have kids yet, but the mm-hmm. things he wants to watch on TV, Yeah. you yeah. know, and I'm not saying that we have to be, you know, crazy about it, but right. I mean, I, there's some things, there's some, channels on TV that right. I would rather not have in my living room. Yeah. And I certainly would not want to have those channels on my living room when my kids are exposed right. to it. Right. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So, yeah. and
1: they're okay with it. It's Right. Like,
0: mm. And even going to church, being a part of church family. Right. Uh, hanging out with other Christian couples. Yes. Serving. Yes. How
1: much you tithe, yeah. whether you tithe at yeah, all. I absolutely.
0: I mean, that's an argument. Yeah. You could go on and on. Yes. So yes. Okay. We will say, I believe you. It's okay. critical that we date a Christian man. So how do I... I'm single out there and I'm thinking, okay, I don't know of any good, godly, single Christian men. How do I begin this
1: process of finding a Christian man today? Okay. Well, this gets to the fun part. Okay. okay right? Because we're we're looking for the godly man. Yes. So first of all, you got to shout it from the mountaintops. Okay. I'm single. I'm ready to mingle.
0: Ooh, that's scary because now I could be rejected again or but,
1: judged. Well, or we're criticized. Gonna, we're going to trust that when you do get rejected, right? Okay. We talked about this in the last yes. podcast a little yes. bit. But hey, if we, we're you know not everyone's going to love us. Didn't right. Abraham Lincoln said you can get only some of the people to like you some of the time. <laughs> you're not going to get everybody <laughs> yeah. to like you all the time. Yeah,
0: but I want that. I know. Well, you're not going to get it. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: um, and so being um, being able to deal with rejection. Not mm. that you're, we're ever going to be resilient to it, or we're going to be totally. Uh, comfortable with it. It never feels good. Right. But trusting God through it and saying, hey, you know what, Lord, uh, this is not what I was hoping for, but I trust you yeah. through it all. Right. Is, uh, is just such a good exercise. So, um, yeah, that's good.
0: So practically speaking then, what steps should you take? You're shouting it from the
1: rooftops. Right. To to hopefully Christians. Like hopefully okay. you are plugged into your church. I would let your pastor know, like, hey, I'm single. Mm, okay. I've got my, my uh my life is in, in relatively good order. Mm-hmm. Um I am chasing after godly things. Yeah. And um here's my testimony and blah, blah blah. Do you know any single guys? Oh wow, that's smart. Yeah. And um and I've seen our pastors set up people. Um mm-hmm. Led to marriage. I'm thinking wow. of a couple of people right now. One of them is a leader in the Together Ministry. Huh?
0: Wow! With
1: us, um, anyway. Uh, and then the other thing is, and I hate to say this, but online—that's just the way it is. So okay. to right. get out there on uh, even. You know, it's funny because people say to me, like, well, you met your husband on Christian Mingle. Yes, I did. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of wolves on Christian Mingle. Okay. Because there's guys who are looking for the good, quote unquote, Christian gal. Right. And they uh, may or may not be. Mm -hmm. So my husband is. But, and again, I found him on Christian Mingle. I'm not. But I think there's Christians on Match.com. I think there's Christians on Hinge. I mean, I think you can find them everywhere. It's a matter of, like, vetting them out to see if they really are. Believers.
0: Right. Yeah. So you see, you think online dating is acceptable. Have you ever had an online date before?
1: Oh, yeah. I was. Oh, I wow. met my husband, Christian Mingle. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, no. I was on, I was six years, so I was okay. on so match.com. Okay, you I'm, weren't
0: saying that hypothetically. Oh, no, I'm
1: saying okay. that from experience <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, a lot of experience. And um, um, it's funny, and I don't know if I should admit this publicly, but I guess I'm about to, is I kept a list. Of the 114 guys that I went out with. Wow. So it would be like, I I want to go on a date. We would have, um, when I say a date, it would be either a Starbucks Mm -hmm. or um, somebody I was interested enough to meet and he was interested enough to meet me. Mm -hmm. And then I would write down like, why did that not work out? Mm. What did he say? Or what happened that made me say, "Mm, next? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Next. (laughs) Well, there were 113 next. Wow. Wow. What a great example though.
0: of, no, of, of tenacity and not giving up and just pushing on. No, that's so good. Super encouraging. Yes. I could use some of that in my own life, you know, just in different areas. Right. So good. I really appreciate that. So let's say you're beginning to date then. You meet somebody, uh, your pastor sets you up with them or, you know, um, Christian mingle or something like that. A friend sets you up Mm -hmm. with them. Uh, You know. And they say they're a Christian. Is there anything you should watch out for? Do you think that people
1: could say they're Christians and not really be Christians? Does that ever happen? Yeah, of course. Oh, first, wow. first of all, I just want to remind um, anybody who's listening: pray, mm. believe in the power of prayer. Mm. So, like, so pray good. before the meeting and yeah. pray that God um, uses you for His glory. Yeah. So. God, like if this is the man that you want for me, don't let me miss him. Like, right. don't don't let me make a snap judgment. The minute mm. I look at him, I'm like, mm, he's out. Right? Don't do that. Like, so let's, smart. wait to see what God has on this thing. Yeah, you know, and and then you listen. You listen to what he's saying. Like, listen to his. Does he have a testimony? Um, some red flags for me were a guy who would say, um, "I'm divorced. Uh, my wife and I grew apart." Mm. Well, grew apart. I mean you know, yes, we can grow apart in our marriages and it happens. Right? right. But that's not a cause for divorce. Right. And it's funny. I'm thinking of one guy that I had a Starbucks meeting with and I actually was counseling him on getting back together with his wife. And he's that's like, so wait, awesome. I thought we yeah. were on a date. I'm right. like, no, actually, I think you should get back together with your wife. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Because um, But that just shows
0: your heart and all of that, which is so neat. I mean, you were making it about God and his will and
1: not about you. Trying to. Yeah. So cool. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah. But listening to what they say, it's funny as guys um, as the conversation goes on throughout your meeting, whether it's a Starbucks meeting or whatever you guys decide to meet, um, is they the more they talk, the more you learn, good or bad. Right. So that's what I'm saying, be a good listener. Right. Um, is he a gentleman? Mm. Is he using crude language? Mm. Um, is he telling um, stories of? Things that you think are you really wouldn't want to be a part of that, Right. you know. Um, listen to what he says about his friends. Mm. Obviously, his testimony, doesn't yes. have a repentance, yes. you know, repentance and faith. Is yeah. he, you know, what churches he go to? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, is he in between churches? Right, you know.
0: Yeah. Did you um, meet anyone or date anyone? All of them. Okay. Like, all, all those problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. that's why I have a list. Yes, okay. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I guess there would be people out there who would say they're Christians, but they don't go to church, or they're not involved in church, or maybe they've gone five times to church, so right. they're Christians, or, you know, they just—they don't. I mean, is it okay, though, to look at somebody and say— Don't think that they're a genuine Christian. Would that be rude to think that in your heart? Is that being
1: judgmental? Well, you know what? Again, as a Christian, we are studying His Word, and uh, that reminds me a lot of the Matthew seven six, which will recognize these guys by their fruit, Mm -hmm. right? So, what does that mean? Their fruit? Well, a tree, a a Christian. Let's say you're a Christian tree, and you are a grape. You're going to produce Christian grapes, right? Like whatever fruit you produce is coming from my heart. So what's um, I'm not speaking. Explain this very well, but um, but every. Let me just go back to scripture. It's easier if I just use God's word, right? Sure. Always. <laughs> Math, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Matthew seven seventeen says, "So every good tree, every healthy and good tree bears good fruit, but the disease tree bears bad fruit." So if you have a guy who is saying, "Hey, I'm a good guy. I'm a Christian. Here's my thing," and then you look at his fruit, meaning he has foul language and he is not treating you like a lady, and he. Um, it is, doesn't have a good work ethic and et cetera, that's not good fruit, right. you know, in keeping with what his tree should look like. Right. So the fruit is and the, the, same the for actions me too.
0: of your life, you'd say? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Now let me ask you this before we wrap it up. What if there's somebody out there right now and they're dating somebody and they've been dating for a while mm-hmm. and they really like this guy, but deep inside they realize that he doesn't have good fruit what would you say to them?
1: Well, you know, again, picture your life five years from now with this guy, you're married to him now, and now you are married to a guy who doesn't have good fruit, and it's only going to probably get worse. Mm. I mean, in my opinion on that, I would take him to a pastor. Right. I really would. I'd ask my pastor and just say, "Um, this is this guy that I'm in love with, and he's not a believer, I don't Mm. think, or he says he is, but you know, and have a pastor sit down with him and straighten his straighten his faith out, like make sure that he is saved. And then if he is repentant, right. then where is the fruit? Right. You know, and maybe he needs to be trained on, hey, buddy, like you've committed your life to the Lord. Right. So where are you showing right. evidence of that? Yes. Yeah. And if there's no evidence and, you know, again, it's hard. It's especially as we, you know, for me, I'm getting older now. It's like, it'd be hard to walk away because there's, you know, he's a he's a good guy right, right? he's totally. a good guy he's nice he treats me treats me well right but he's um but if he's not a christian right. i can't and then yeah. again we're talking about non-negotiables right i can't negotiate that right okay yeah so and the thing too I just as you said we're wrapping it up is we got to stick to these we, yeah we can't just like say okay this is non-negotiable and then when we actually meet you know this guy we're like well okay maybe i right. will negotiate you know right you, totally you, you gotta stick to it yeah and yeah. i'm and I'm grateful again with prayer and um and uh what's the word um you know perseverance and like just chipping away at it like diligence, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. don't be a quitter, right. keep, keep setting your sights you know for that for that godly guy, don't mm-hmm. settle right? right We don't want to make a mistake, right it's a big giant decision, right, totally, yeah. So wise. And I so
0: appreciate just the way that you've really lived that out. And, you know, like you said, of your hundred plus dates, (laughs) I mean, been willing even to encourage people to reconcile in their marriages before they, you know, pursued these directions, because you were really thinking about things from God's view rather than our own passions and our desires and whether I'm going to be lonely for another week, month or year,
1: you know, but thinking what's right. And I just didn't want to settle. And yeah. when I say not settle, yeah, yeah. I, I, that doesn't mean I have to date, uh, you know, uh, the crazy wealthy guy. I don't have to date the senior executive with a big company. You know, I just want a guy who loves the Lord. Right. Right. I want to see his heart for the Lord. Mm. And man, hard to find. Right. You know? Yeah, totally. So, um, but I wasn't going to, I'm not going to be a quitter. Yeah. And I don't want to make a mistake. Right.
0: So good. I think that Valerie and I are definitely on full agreement in this area. I mean, the first non-negotiable for us is that we must date and marry a Christian. God wants us to be with somebody that we can be equally yoked with, Mm -hmm. who's on the same page. Yes, who is bearing fruit, who's seeking and loving the Lord the same way that we are. Yes, definitely. So appreciate that. Thank you so much for sharing your insight from your biblical wisdom and your practical experience as well. I really appreciate it. In our next episode, we're going to look at our second of our four non-negotiables. So thank you so much for listening. Please don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Uh, please like it and comment on it. If you have an app where you can do that, share it with your friends and family members, and feel free to even email us at wf at with any topic suggestions for future podcasts or questions that you might have. So Valerie and I will continue our dating series, and we look forward to meeting together with you next time. Sounds great.